0: women divorce money all in one place say it ain't so it is so episode 89 of the divorce resource guy podcast starts now
1: welcome to the divorce resource guy podcast with Jason Lavoie aka the divorce resource guy a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach talking about all things divorce including the good bad and the ugly from an attorney's point of view remember you're not alone and now your host Jason Lavoy.
0: All right, welcome to episode number eighty-nine. Here we are, almost at the Big Nine O. My guest today is David Stoltz, the author of the famous book Women Divorce and Money: Taking Control of Your Finances and Your Future. Navigating the stress in divorce is difficult enough, but in the middle of it, you are also expected to make critical financial decisions about your future. Yes, it's true. Your friends are telling you one thing. Your attorney is telling you something else. You don't know who to believe, what questions to ask. To make good financial decisions, you also need to feel good about yourself. So your new financial life and your new outlook on life must work together. And that's where David comes into the show. So I wanna get right into my talk because he's an awesome guy and he's gonna tell you about why his book can help you. Let me introduce to you my guest, David Stoltz. David, welcome to the show. Glad to have you. I, uh, I'm excited.
1: Uh, you know, I'm,
0: I'm looking forward to this too, so thanks. Awesome. Um, now, the way I start my show off, I, I'm going to have to change this up because I do this to everybody, and you know, uh, I feel like it's getting a little redundant, but I, it's relevant. So until I figure out a new way to do it, I'm going to do it with you too. For people who are not familiar with you, uh, give a little bit of background about who you are and kind of how you got to this point.
1: Okay, start with the boring stuff.
0: Okay, start with the boring uh, stuff. get
1: it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I suppose by trade, I'm a CPA. I, I went into college of music major and came out an accounting major, something weird, weird, weird happened in there. But um, so uh, used to, yeah, I used to do kind of normal CPA stuff. You know, You've interviewed a lot of people, and you can see in people's lives where there were these events that turned. There were just these moments that things changed for them. So one of them was my father passed away young. Uh, I mean, 64, and so that was um, that got me all of a sudden stopping thinking about doing tax returns and thinking more about man. I you know I'm taking care of my mom, and I needed you know somebody should be thinking about planning, and you know it focused my my thought process much more long term, and I started asking people you know, how long are you going to work and how many acorns is enough? And, you know, just things like, it was just a different way of thinking. And then um, then going forward, that kind of evolved into working with some people in divorce. The attorney would call and say, hey, could you meet with this person and kind of help them get organized and, you know, maybe some tax things or something. And so that just kind of went down that road. Um, and then uh, kind of getting to where I am today, uh, I, I did write a book. If this, if you're listening to the audio on this, uh, this this won't be quite as obvious <laughs> to guess at my age but I just kind of felt like I still had something to say so the book is kind of came out of uh, just thinking okay I still have something to say I'm not quite ready to hang things up yet you meet enough people going through divorce um and so I, I love what I do I've met the most amazing people i, I you'd think it, it is a very difficult time for people but I've just met some incredible people I just love it so uh, so today I'm a uh, CPA, I guess you'd say some kind of divorce, financial, something or other, and just help people, primarily women, because that's who I get referred, um, women kind of in the middle of divorce, sort things out, and then kind of plan their post-divo- post-divorce life.
0: Did it just happen naturally that you started
1: working with only women, or was it a conscious choice? Uh, <laughs> so I, there was a time I thought, you know, I must really relate to women, because I only get referred women. And then I read this study that said... Uh, women are 14 times more likely to seek financial help in divorce. 14 times. So, so then I quickly got doused. that's like, well, I have some you know, special ability to relate to women. It's just that women are so much smarter about asking for help. And guys, you know there's there plenty of old jokes about you know guys just don't ask for help at all, whether it's driving directions or, or anything else. So I think there's so much more they have such a greater ability to reach out and say, hey, this is not my area of expertise you know, can you help? Or what do you think? Or give me some input or something. So it I, I can count on one hand, the number of men in divorce that I've been referred to. Isn't that the truth?
0: Men, I don't know what it is either about the there's a disconnect about men asking for help. But uh, yeah, thank God somebody knows how to ask for help. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and so you came up with the idea of women divorce and money, that's the name of your book. And what is the the general overarching uh
1: view of the book like what are you trying to say so I, I, I'm guilty of being a bit of a numbers person you know the, the CPA background and all that and so I, I clearly made mistakes in the beginning meeting with um, women going through divorce and for example I was referred this woman very contentious divorce she was educated professional successful I mean you would say attractive I mean this everything you could you could put together in this kind of a vision, that was her. And so we're talking about this and she stops just cold and just looks at me and says, will I be eating cat food when I'm 60? And I, I, and unfortunately, when I talked to her about this again recently, she reminded me that I laughed when she said that, which was not the nicest thing of me to do, but it was, it was this disconnect between how you, the things going on in your head, what you're thinking and the reality of the financial situation. And so the book is this, it goes back and forth between dealing with the financial thing and dealing with a, something going on in your head and, and just kind of going back and forth. Because you, you have to deal with both. If you come out of there with a great you know, s- spreadsheet of your new financial life and you feel horrible about yourself, that's a problem. And conversely, if you're just skipping away, life's great and, you, and your finances are a mess, that's not going to be great either. So the, the idea was to try to put those two things together and make it, make it easy to read.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. Now, would you say, though, with the women that you are targeting or the women women that you work with, for the most part, does it span the gamut of, you know, people who are professionals making their own money and they just are looking for guidance? Or are you targeting more people who maybe have been a stay at home parent, aren't familiar with even what all the finances are and what they have and what they need?
1: One or both? Yeah. I, well, it's both. Um, I don't know that I target in 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 that sense, like a marketing target. I don't really do it. It's just a matter, like of that. Who, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, who comes to me? So, right. I but just to, to need a CPA or for that matter, any kind of a divorce financial planner kind of person, you you need some kind of complexity more than just you know straightforward stuff. And so these these are people that have some level of complexity, either higher income or or more assets or, you know, certain kinds of assets, rental properties or stock options or something with this a little more complicated than normal. So because longer term marriages have more time to develop assets, more time to grow assets. So these tend to be coming from longer term, gray divorce is the worst term ever, but these longer term marriages. So and those had more traditional roles. It's not that they both didn't have jobs or they both didn't have work, but there, were, there was a, there's a leaning towards sort of gender stereotypes, right. Dad went to work and mom managed the house kind of thing. So that's more of what I see, but that's not exclusive at all. There's certainly we have higher on, on all sides and all that. So what
0: would you say is one of the most common obstacles that women come to you looking for help with uh, regarding finance and divorce?
1: Uh, well, I, I run this survey, uh, I, I've run the survey for women who have been divorced, so they've been through the process, out the other end, and I ask questions like, what was the best advice you got, what was the worst advice you got, what do you wish you knew that you didn't right. know, that kind of thing, and one of the questions I ask is, of the financial management tasks in your marriage, how much did you do, and, and overwhelmingly, the, the majority of women said they did the majority of the financial management tasks. But there's a difference between the strict the strategy of it and the and the maintenance of it. So in other words, um, they're, they're comfortable paying the bills, they're comfortable understanding, you know, how to work finances, they're comfortable moving money around, they're comfortable doing those things. But the strategy of this house or that house, this rental property or that rental property. So I trying to get your question, there, there's always, I, I'd say, I don't know, 60, 70% of the time, there is a question about the family home, keep it or don't keep it. Sure. It's not, okay. it's not it's not like a life and death thing for people, but they they have an opinion one way or the other and, and they want help talking that through. But the rest of the time, it's it's they have a complexity of assets and they're like, I don't know which one of these rental properties to keep. I don't know, you know, he took care of them. I don't know which one's better than the other. I don't know. He wants me to take this one. Why would he want me to take that one if that's the better one? I should look at this one, you know. So it's it's kind of looking through other, other not. Sort of obvious financial things that they're just like, hey, can you give me your thoughts on this thing or that thing? Right. So,
0: it's it's more like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's more like you are not just crunching numbers and giving them, you know, you need X amount of dollars for your retirement, or you know, you need to have X amount of alimony to buy out a home or something like that. You are helping them analyze the the situation and and really like dig deep to to figure out the reasoning and different, and and not just, it's not just numbers. Like you said, it's, it's numbers plus everything else that goes along with that. You know, the reasoning, the, you know, what they want, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. I I hope so. And so it's, you know, you know, I'm certified divorce financial analyst and all that stuff. And those things are typical. You hire them, you build a spreadsheet, you put the assets in a column and then you put his column, her column and you do all the stuff. And, and that's common stuff. and, And we do some of that, but, I'd say the, the, the pieces that I like more or the pieces that we kind of talk about more is there's sort of two things. There's an eye on the short term because the short term is radically changing. You're moving, they're moving, you know, expenses are doubling, maybe not quite, but, you know, and so, okay, short term, where are we at here? Our kids are still in college. We got to, you know, so you're, you're trying to solve this short term financial situation but you also need an eye on the long-term one too, like you were mentioning, like, you know, run these projections for retirement. And so you're, you're, you're sort of helping them process through that. Now in, in that you're doing the asset division table and all that kind of stuff, but that stuff's more, um, I mean, you, you, you know, your background, you've seen all this stuff. It's a little bit on the litigation support side, which is fine. Super important, super important. But. When they come out of there with the mediation paper signed, it's like, OK, well, now what do I do? <laughs> you know? right. I was awarded this. Well, What do I do? Right. So it's it's more trying to help that. And then the, the other piece to the thing is there is this um, there's tremendous value in letting somebody talk and letting somebody tell their story. And you and I talked about this briefly, but, you know, friends, um, friends can be harmful or helpful. To you in divorce. Uh, some of them are good listeners, some of them aren't, some of them this and that. And so I, I wouldn't say we play a role. We're not counselors, but there is, you do need to sort of talk things through out loud a little bit. And so part of the process of making these decisions is to say, well, I wanted to do this, or I was thinking about this. And so that, that's really important, that download of what people are thinking, that's really important. It is. And I'm glad
0: you brought that up because I was going to transition to talking about, you know, your role my role in this whole process is I look at it we're part of the team right we're part of their divorce team um and I always preach you know family and friends are great but they're not what you would call part of your team Mm -hmm. why because they're subjective they're not objective right you're objective in what you do and I am objective in what I do and I think that is the major difference in in how we help is that we're doing it from an objective point of view. Friends and family play a role and they're important. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it's, it's not the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so because of that, people will tell you things that they wouldn't tell their friends and they'll tell me things they wouldn't tell, which is good. I mean, you have to have somewhere to talk these things out. Um, it, it, it's always amazes me that, my friend will tell me about the recent surgery in great detail. It's like, I don't even want to know that stop talking, tell me that, but they won't tell me a thing about their finances. Right. And they would never tell me that, but they'll tell me all about this all gross surgery they just had or something. It's, it's weird the way we don't talk about that. So the roles, the people that you choose to share that with are, are important. I mean, I, I loosely call it um, a smarts and hearts team. So you've got the smarts team, obviously the attorney critical Right. You know, maybe a financial person, depending upon your situation, maybe a counselor. Uh, it, it just depends. And then, of course, there's experts that someone may need. And then the hearts team is this very, very small list of people that you choose. They don't choose themselves. Somebody that comes up and starts telling you what to do. that That's not that's not the person. Right. Bless their, bless their heart, as my grandmother would say. <laughs> but uh, you, and so they but. In, in the survey that I run, I ask how many times did, pe- you know, did people tell you stuff, even though you didn't ask for advice, they just come up and tell you. And the majority of women said yes. And then you ask, you drill down and they say, I had to, st- I had to tell my friends to stop telling me what to do. I had to tell my friends to stop talking about this, you know, and I think they mean well, if you look at it that way, our friends mean well, they just, they, they just don't, they think the, they think the thing to do is talk and really the thing to do is to listen. Like, right. I think that I think that applies to a lot of
0: phases of our lives where you yes. need people to just listen more mm-hmm. and not talk more um, because that's not what they need. And, you know, friends are there sometimes, you know, and I'm not a therapist, but sometimes I play one on TV. And so, <laughs> you know, a, a therapist is is there to to listen and to kind of be a shoulder to, to lean on. And, and sometimes that's what you need. Uh, and I always say, you know, you know if your friends got divorced or everybody knows someone who got divorced right it's that common but no two divorces are alike i i equate them to snowflakes right they're just no matter how similar you think your lives mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. they're just not um and they're super fact sensitive and so you, you cannot listen to your friends telling you what to do in your divorce because they're not professionals and even if they were professionals if they're your friend that disqualifies <laughs> you mm-hmm. know because right they're hard. i'm sure it's a good intention um, if they're really a true friend, but, um, that's the, that's the one reason people with their hearts are, are operating from a different motivation than, than a, a professional like you are. I.
1: Yeah. I really like the way you said, if they're true friends, cause I do think if I'm going to put on my cynical hat, which I don't like to wear very often, but it does feel like there's times when friends will use that to kind of take a shot and that that's not a friend, that's, that's not, not friend. that's not a friend. So you don't, you know, just, you just want to be able to roll with that. There's no reason to get upset about it. Just say, you know, thanks. I'll think about that or whatever. But, you know, I had an attorney told me that because all the time, like you're talking about all the time, my friend said I should get this much in maintenance. My friend said I should get this kind of an asset division. My friend said this, and he had a standard answer. And the standard actor answer was your situation is different. So you like exactly what you just said. You cannot apply that thing over to over here it just doesn't it just doesn't work they no not even a little bit (laughs) no
0: no not a little bit i i would say it's like putting a what's the phrase you know a a circle in a square hole uh or the opposite but (laughs) yeah but it's it's not even close and you know um when when somebody is going through trauma and divorce is trauma um especially a contested divorce um you know they're not always thinking the clearest um, and, and so when friends are saying things and family members, you know, they're looking you as a person getting divorced, you're looking for that help. Right. And, and if you don't have your your team around you, your professional team, um, then you're going you're gonna to you're going to grasp to get what you think you need
1: in support. Um, but it's just not going to be the right support. Right. So you look at look at the major decision stressors you know, time, a time limitation. So you've got a limited amount of time to do something. You have information overload, right. you have complexity, and you have uncertainty. And you, all, divorce has all four of those. And then you go to somebody and you say, so are going to sell the house or not? And it's like, right. well, you just can't, you just can't process things that quick. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I think um, you, you want that team, you want to like in your head, you want to say, this is, this is what I'm going to listen to. You don't have to do what they say, of course. But those are the ones you trust, you knew them from the third grade, you know, I mean, there's there's limitless trust. And so those are the people and everybody else you just assume they mean the best, but you just can't operate on it. And it it's not only not good, it's damaging because it makes you question your own judgment and it makes you question the judgment of your experts, your attorney saying, well, here's likely how this will play out. And your friends saying, no, no, you need to do this. Like, huh. who that's
0: a great point. A great point. Friends and family undermining mm-hmm. the people that you should be trusting and listening to, right? Yep. How and, and how often does that happen? And I think that 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 happens because again, they're coming from a place of trauma, and you're not always thinking clearly. Uh, and instead of reaching and gravitating and listening to the people that you should be, that are on your team, if you're lucky enough to have prepared and hired the right people, right? Mm-hmm. Then then you're left. And you have friends and family who, good intentions or not, they're undermining the the situation. And yeah, I've seen it time and time again, and it's it's, it's not a good dynamic. So part of what I do as a coach is I help keep those things at bay and make sure the, the client stays focused and is listening to the people like you and, and me and their attorney uh, and and everything else is just noise. Right. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, the value that you bring doing that is huge because it's, you know, you know, there's a lot of one-time experts. I got divorced, so I know what you should do. It's like, well, what is that? You, you, you know, I'm going back to bless bless their heart. But anyway. <laughs> I'm not, I'm in New Jersey. So, but I've
0: heard, and I love the bless your heart thing because I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. Yeah. We say it a little differently. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Um, so we're running out of time. I told you it would go fast, but I want to end on this. One of the things that you talk about um, is that divorce is an opportunity.
1: Yeah.
0: Talk about that because I think that's a good way to to end. How we just we're talking about how divorce is trauma, um, and how can somebody, while going through the trauma, also look at it in the positive viewpoint as an opportunity?
1: Yeah, that's that's such a good question, and you've had people on you know, you, you have some great podcasts and there's some good people that you can get back to in your list of podcasts and find some answers on here and probably probably find, you know, better ways of describing it than I can. But I, I think that there's, um, when you get under stress and you get under a certain environment, that's the opportunity to really kind of look at yourself. If things are going fine and you're, you know, life's good and all that stuff, it's like, you're not likely to stop long enough to think about those things. So in some ways, I don't think you want to waste the chance of looking yourself in the mirror and asking questions you maybe didn't ask before. I'm a huge fan, at least going through a divorce. I'm a huge fan of journaling. I mean, have a section Absolutely. for your attorney, a section for your financial advice, a section for whatever, and a big section for you. And you don't have to, it's not like a diary. You're just saying, Hey, I heard this today. Or somebody mentioned this, or Jason said, don't forget to you know think like this. or So that gives you a glimpse into yourself, but there's a couple of things in the book that I, that I suggest people talk about. And I, when I read them, I kind of, I them, kind of like, I hope people take this right. But, but one of them is, you know, look yourself in the mirror and say, what percentage of this problem was me? And, and OK, so I've, I've personally been there. So you look in the mirror and you say, what percentage of this problem is me? Because it's not zero. It's, right. it's not zero. I guarantee that. And so and then you're not trying to beat yourself up. You're trying to say, OK, I, this is a chance for me to do something different, to think different. So then if if you've got that figured out and it's subjective of course but I'm I'm half the problem let's say. So then the question is since that's things I have control over what should I have done different with my half of the problem? What could I have done different? It's not for anybody else write it in your journal. Nobody it's for you. That's right. So I think while you're doing the financial things, while you're listening to your friends and while you're answering things to the attorney and doing all that you you, you take a few minutes and kind of process that part too because at the end it's back to you, and, and you want to you want to be excited about where you're going, and you want to be in a great spot to, you know, in the survey I run, which which lead it lends a little bit toward older. Uh, I think the biggest age group is kind of the, well, the biggest two age groups would be the 45 to 65 group. The biggest single is the 55 to 65 group. That when I ask them what their you know what their status is now, the majority are single, not partnered, and I just think that's more of a that's a choice. I'm sure right. they have travel friends and they have. Dinner friends and they have all kinds of things. But whether you, ch- you know, whether you're looking to be partnered again or not, y- you want to be, I want a chance to look at me and think, I could have done this better because it's just, it's worth it to do that. No, I love it. And what I'm hearing
0: there, and correct me if I'm wrong, but is the reason we're doing that and you're putting in the work on yourself is partly so you don't make the same mistakes again if you choose to be in another relationship.
1: Yeah. And, he, and even if you don't even if you don't choose to be an inter- those same those same things that you maybe could have done better are, apply to other things too They apply absolutely. to you and I having coffee or you and I going golfing and how how we talk and how we how other family members kind of interact and so yeah it's it's you can use it everywhere I, I love it yes
0: absolutely 100% agree and we're gonna stamp this episode <laughs> with that <laughs> David but before we leave <laughs> tell everybody, a, where they can find and learn more about
1: you, and B, where they can get a copy of your book. Yeah, thank you. That's nice of you to, to do that. So I um, on the on the author side, I have a website that's just my name. So it's David Hyphen Stoltz, S-T-O-L-Z. And so you can go there and it has a picture of the book too. The book's Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all those kind of places. It's uh uh, I'm not a writer by any means. So that, write, me writing a book, I'm sure just, you know, some people fainted with that thought, but- I disagree, you wrote a book, you are a writer. <laughs> okay, there you go. I'll have to go with that. But it, partway through, you're kind of like, I don't know what to say. And I don't know what to, so I started doodling. So my book is probably the only book out there that has a doodle of a woman at, on the front page of the book. Just because I looked at her for months and months and months while I was writing the book, I thought, you know, she should at least be on the cover of the book. So it's just called Women, Divorce and Money, taking control of your finances and your future. And it's pretty easy to spot. So thank you for that.
0: No, absolutely. And and thank you for being a guest on the show. I know everybody got some good golden nuggets out of all this. And, um, you know, they're going to, I'm sure, reach out, go get his book, read it. It will only help. So thank, thank you, you, David. Thank you for coming on. Great. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks. Take care.
0: All right. Thank you, David. And another episode in the books. I hope for all the women out there, you got something out of this. and. The moral is, you know, just ask for the help and you will receive the help. And getting the help from the right professional is super important because it's all about empowering yourself with the information that you need to know while you go through the process. So if you're looking for help with your divorce, please reach out. Jason at JasonLavoy.com or my website, jasonlavoy.com. I offer one-on-one coaching programs and group coaching programs. Give me a call. I'll talk to you and see if there's any way I can help. In the meantime, all I'm going to ask you to do is be strong, act confident, and stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoy, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be seeing you real soon.